Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. So I, I brought a, um, a new pet home. You, you're probably going to be upset. Uh, it, it's not a Yaogwai, is it? Bless you. No, that's that's still not a funny joke. Um, well, welcome everybody to the Fallout Lore. Why do you do this right when we begin recording every time, buddy bot? Uh, I don't know. You want to meet my new pet? Sure. Oh, God. Oh, okay. It's a mole rat. Huh. Yeah, I'm gonna name him um Miles Davis. My what, Miles Davis? Yeah, cause he's a cool dude. Uh, well, your cool dude looks like he's trying to chew the computer up. Oh, what? Well, All right, sorry about that. We uh, lost audio there for a little while. Um, we, I think we solved the Miles Davis situation, which sounds like a uh, side project from the 60s. But we are here today. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. And uh, BuddyBot is now uh, out back with his mole rat friend. So I, I don't think he'll be disturbing us anymore. But hey, mole rats, that's the topic of the day. Let's talk about mole rats. We did a best eerie episode last week on the Yao Guai, so I thought, why not expand this out this week to another creature that shows up all too often in basically all of the Fallout games. You get mole rats everywhere. These are creatures that go all the way back to the first two Fallout games. These are original creatures that are foundational, maybe, to the to the games, just the same way that you would have like death claws show up everywhere, right? Mole rats show up everywhere as well. So the question is, why? Why are, why are they so common? Where'd they come from? Were they created to be big monstrous versions of the kinds of creatures that we know in our own regular world? Or were they just an accident? Were they part of the radiation kind of going amok and turning them into something different. Well, here, let's take a look into it. First of all, we need to start with uh, Fallout 1. Fallout 1. And in Fallout 1, we actually have a few different variations of mole rats. We have the regular mole rat. You have the lesser mole rat, the greater mole rat, the giant rat. It's just a giant rat. It's not even a mole rat. And then the pig rat. Yes, the pig rat. So, okay. So you're probably wondering, pig rat? Giant rat? How are these connected to mole rats? Well, I believe that back in Fallout 1, they had these variations because you would level through the game and you needed different enemies that were slightly different. The way that, you know, you play through an RPG game and you come across variations of enemies that become harder or bigger as you go through them. So you start out with the the lesser and the, the regular mole rat and eventually get up to giant and pig. But what is the origin of them and why pig rat 
or just giant rat? How does this make any sense? Well, that's a very good question. We actually don't have a lot of information from in-game sources about the origins of the mole rats. We cannot tie them to West Tech the way that we can some of the FEV creations that we've talked about recently. Um, there's no in-game source for that. There's no evidence in any of the locations that they there are mole rats that are being experimented on or anything like that. But we do have a singular reference, and this is from Fallout 2. So same time period, Fallout 1, Fallout 2, generally same designers, same time period. So close enough, right? In the Fallout 2 official strategies and secrets guide, there are two sections about mole rats, both on page 32 of the guide. The first one is just about mole rats, and it says, mole rats have sharp claws and even sharper tusks that they use to tear great chunks of flesh from their prey. Mole rats are either huge rats or the result of gene splicing Kodiak bears with maladjusted rat lab rats mal maladjusted and it's 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 spelled m-a-l-a-d dash justed j-u-s-t-e-d strange i don't know that that means the same thing as maladjusted uh, or maybe that was just a, a weird way of writing that word I, I don't quite understand what that means but um it goes on it says fortunately they seldom run in packs larger than half a dozen or so if you think about it, even in the modern games, you don't usually come across more than about six at a time-ish, usually. So, that seems about common for its time still, or for, for you know, our time in the game and, and experiencing them. Then there's the section later on in this page that says intelligent mole rats. What's worse than a mole rat, you might ask? How about a huge albino mole rat with a hideously enlarged brain case? Only a few of these lurk in the darkest recesses of the wastes, but those few are horrendous enough. Some are smart enough to speak. Well, they may be smart, but they still don't have opposable thumbs. Show them what good tool users we primates are and slag them from a distance with heavy weaponry. Yes, that is right. So in Fallout 2, there are actually intelligent mole rats. Because in Fallout 2, we have the regular mole rat, lesser, greater mole rat, mutated mole rat, which is a strange designation, assuming that some of these mole rats are already mutated, that's why they're so big, albino mole rat, giant rat, and again, the pig rat. So similar to Fallout 1 with a few extra additions, including the albino mole rat. Now, not all albino mole rats are intelligent mole rats. There are some that just are albino. There are specific ones, though, that are intelligent, like Keen Rat. Rat? So K E E N G R A apostrophe A T is one of the specific intelligent mole rats that you can come across in Fallout 2. The description here is a large albino mole rat with an enlarged brain case. King, 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 I guess is how you pronounce that, is permanently frothing at the mouth. He is the leader of the swarm of rats that has infested Klamath's Trapper Town. Capable of rudimentary speech, it is rabidly hostile to humans, unlike his smarter brother, Brain. Yes, there are two. Killing King Rat... Rat <laughs> makes his brother comment on it when met. 
but he will not attack in revenge as he notes King Rat was insane. So Brain is the brother and the one that isn't insane. He's the other sentient mole rat. And he's also an albino, uh, albino mole rat with an enlarged cranium. He also loves cheesy poofs and will ask to be given some if a visitor has any in their inventory as he can smell them. He, he seeks to build an alliance between Gecko and Vault City. He's got, he's got some big plans. So, yes, there are a variety of these different mole rats or rat type creatures. They may have been spliced together from Kodiak bears and rats. And that makes sense when you look at the design of them in Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. Now, of course, these are much older games. These are sprite based images instead of 3D rendered uh, polygonal objects or characters like we have in the modern games and they're very pixelated so if you look at the shape of them they are a bit different in fallout 1 and fallout 2 they they appear to be sort of more bear like they have kind of broader shoulders they're they're fairly large but then again all the mole rats and all the games are larger than regular mole rats or or rats in general and um we also have the pig rat that we need to talk about so what is the pig rat and how is this different from the others? All right, so pig rats are large hairless burrowing rodents. So very similar to the mole rat. They're basically the same image that is just a different name of a character, right? You know how they would take like the same artwork and just kind of change it a little bit. Similar to swine, pig rats are semi Digitigrades walking with a moderately elevated heel. They are fairly squat creatures folding their hind legs to the body when not in use. Three sharp claws evenly protrude from each paw, roughly the size of human fingers. Kind of disturbing. The creatures have a broad, rounded body and a short, fleshy tail. The head largely resembles that of a rat, though the snout may also be described as a hog-like. When attacked, the creature reveals its teeth and lunges at the target with its claws. Pig rats are said to combine the feral deviousness of a rat with the insatiable greedy appetite of a pig. Despite the description with the creature's combined appearance, it is unknown whether pig rats are a mutant hybrid of the two creatures or an entirely new creature. They do, however, appear to be irradiated, transferring considerable doses of radiation to those they attack. So... Another one of those mysteries, is this some combination of creatures that was being worked on in the pre-war world? Or is this something that just turned into a mutation? Like, did we get a rat that was irradiated and mutated into something that was a little bit more pig-like in appearance and personality? This, to me, sounds like another one of those just like, let's just come up with something crazy. We need to add another variant of a rat in there. Why don't we make one that's kind of like a pig? Here we go, right? Like from the meta perspective, from a game design meta perspective, it's it seems like a, a an easy addition, right? We just need another variation. Let's let's put this in here, and then it seems like it's the kind of thing that just kind of got left behind. We don't have pig rats in the other games. We have other kinds of mole rats and variations on them, but that's it. The, other, the only other game that would have had a pig rat in it was Van Buren, which was, we've done, we did a whole episode about Van Buren. It's, it, that was what was going to be Fallout 3 and then was canceled. And then Bethesda purchased the 
franchise and made their own Fallout 3. So this was known to be in Van Buren, so it was continued on in that series as well. But a lot of the creatures from 1 and 2 would have been carried on to that series. So that makes sense. It seems like one of those things that once Bethesda took over the franchise, it was just kind of left behind. Why why do a pig rat when you can just do other variations on mole rats and kind of connect them all together? So seems to make sense to me. Now, when we move from the first two Fallout games, the original two in the series, to the Bethesda games, we jump to Fallout 3. And interestingly enough, we have less variations in the first two games, you have lesser and greater and giant and pig and albino and mutated. In Fallout 3, all we have is mole rat and giant mole rat. That's it. Just two variations. We also get a slight change to the description and some of potentially some of the background story here. According to the fandom.com wiki, mole rats exhibit no signs of increased intelligence. This is specific to the Fallout 3 mole rat. When compared to those alive pre-war, their incisors show increased enamel and dentin growth, making them razor sharp. In addition to increased aggressiveness, they are also highly resistant to pain. They are generally found in packs of three to four, so not the six that we would have gotten in the first two games, but are occasionally encountered in pairs of or even by themselves. Sometimes they can be alone. They are often witnessed standing on their hind legs and sniffing the air, allowing them to smell any approaching predators. They occasionally scratch at the ground, attempting to dig and burrow. Gameplay attributes include mole rats are very aggressive, but may retreat if severely outmatched. They fight for their food by biting at their prey with their large incisors. When attacking, mole rats charge towards their opponents and have a long melee range with the ability to lunge several feet towards their opponents. Yeah, kind of like ghouls in Fallout 4. Mole rats are usually hostile unless the Lone Wanderer has the animal friend perk. They will fight alongside them in battle if they have a second rank of the perk, but not against other animals. Interesting, right? So how do we know that they're resistant to pain, right? Like, that's not something you can just gleam from playing the game and shooting at the thing and it keeps attacking you, right? You don't really know for sure because of that. Well, we do know that the Enclave was doing a lot of research when it came to these other animals. We've talked about this on the show before as well. There is a field entry you can discover about the mole rat and they classify it. Kingdom Animalia, Phylum Chordata, Class Mammalia, Order Rodentia, Family, and I'm going to mess this up, Bathyrgidae, I guess. And then there's some details here that the Enclave wrote down. Subject most closely resembles a heterocephalus globber with enlargement due to heavy radi- radiation. Man, words are hard. <laughs> While much larger in size than generational ancestors, the local variety seems to have similarly low brain function, possibly due to an exceedingly tiny brain organ. <laughs> Why add organ after brain? It's maybe like my skin organ and my lungs organ. Yeah, weird. Subjects incisors show increased enamel and dentine growth, just like the article said, making them razor sharp. Further study reveals extremely low levels of substance P, giving this subject an an incredible tolerance to pain. I will take skin samples of my next subject, as I believe the lack of substance P can be spliced and manipulated for beneficial research. But this theory requires testing in a more fitting lab. The idea that you would take that 
from mole rats and put them into something else is horrifying. Like, uh, are you going to inject it into people so that like soldiers don't feel as much pain so they can keep fighting more? Terrifying, terrifying stuff. So we do have a named mole rat in Fallout 3, even though there's not too many variations on them. There's one named Pumpkin. Pumpkin is the name of my dog, and I didn't realize at the time that I was naming my dog after a mole rat, but that's hilarious. My dog's like 15 years old. She's getting old, so she's about as old as Fallout 3 almost. Maybe exactly. Holy moly, I didn't even think about that. Anyway, Pumpkin is a tamed mole rat found in the office of Ryan Brigg, a scientist who has been trying to make mole rat meat more palatable. He is located in the Jury St. Tunnels, locked in a metal cage. This is a mole rat who uh, specifically, I, I believe the texture on this one is slightly different. The coloration is a little bit lighter, at least in the images that I can pull up now and uh, going back in my memory and trying to picture it in the game isn't isn't easy to do. So I believe that this this is a slight variation on the, the textures that are used for the mole rats because this one has a specific name. It's meant to be memorable. Um, there's another little note here that Pumpkin is mentioned in one of Briggs journal entries, which states that a raider named Chucky, who has been kidnapped or keeping it as a pet, was concerned that Pumpkin would be eaten by hostile mole rats. Pumpkin is not hostile towards the lone wanderer and is found locked in a cage. There's no way to open the cage without the use of console commands. So poor Pumpkin stuck in a cage, not going to come out. All right. Why don't we take a quick break? We've got to thank our patrons, and we have a few more games to talk about mole rats in, so stay tuned. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and a big welcome to our two new patrons, Jesse S. and Silas S. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for joining me here. And a big reminder to everybody who is a Tier 4 or higher patron that we are coming up on our end-of-the-month Patreon chat. That is on the 29th, Tuesday the 29th, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and let's start sharing some ideas. What do you guys want to talk about? We've got uh, some new updates coming for Fallout 76, Nuka World, uh, the little traveling thing, whatever, the Nuka World on the go or something like that. I don't remember the official title, but, you know, with the tents and stuff, like this traveling Nuka World park thing with a bunch of cool new stuff to do. So maybe we talk about that. Just an idea, but let me know. Jump on the Discord. We have our own special patron chat channels, and let me know what you think you'd like to talk about. And uh, we've got to shout out our Sentry Bot, our Tier 5 Sentry Bot, Dylan R. Thank you for your support and for your continued support for being here. I really do appreciate it. And just a big thanks to all 65 of our patrons. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for your support. Now we've got some uh, new reviews as well to read out. We've got two new ones that came in. Actually, three 
because I need to make an apology because there is one that came in a little critical and, and I goofed on something. So here, let's get through the, the, the nice ones first. This one is from Grug Ra- Radier. R-A-D-I-3-R from the United States. He writes, Bring back, brings back memories. Love this show. I love hearing the ideas everyone has that they would love to see in Fallout 5. Brings back memories of when me and my brother would talk about what we wanted in Fallout New Vegas. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Grug. Then we have one from Vault Exile in the U.S. who writes, Amazingly awesome show. I'm binge-watching this show and can't get enough. I'm dreading getting into the point where I'm going to have to wait a whole week for another episode. I don't know if you have done it already, but have you considered making episodes about playing the Fallout TTRPG? I would love to see the adventures you embark on. Yeah, a while ago I was was talking about like creating my own system and, and that kind of thing. I was way back. Um, I personally haven't tried the official one. I know uh, my buddy Dave Chaffins, who I chat with or used to chat with regularly on the Fallout Hub show, which is something that might come back and be part of our getting together every so often and on this feed. Um, but he has a, a show where he plays regularly with a with a with a group and it's actually a podcast. You can go listen to it. It's called Rad Rolls. So go look that up. I'm sure it's on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on and uh, go, go check it out. I'm sure you'll you'll have a blast. It's uh, pretty ridiculous. So uh, <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. Then we have one that came in and said 70 uh, percent lore cast, 30 percent ads. Uh, I really do like the lore of this podcast and how it's presented. I just wish there wasn't four minutes of ads and intro for six minutes of lore. It's honestly infuriating. I understand the need for income, but turn this podcast off after two episodes each, each time I listen because of the frequent non-lore content. So, okay. So first of all, um, I was, I just wanted to clear this up with everybody, especially if you recently were listening to episodes and you're like, why are there so many more ads? I goofed. I put ads in the wrong place on the scheduling thing. I was trying to help out one of our sponsors and trying to do a nice thing for the agency that lands the ads. So I inserted some extra ads for them because I was trying to be a nice guy and help out. And it turned out that I added too many ads in the, in the one section, you multiply that on top of probably listening through some of the earlier episodes, some of the mini sodes. And now you've got like a bunch of ads and then a short little episode and that sucks. So I apologize. I didn't mean to do that things should be back to normal with the number of ads on each episode. And if you are going to get a bonus ad, it'll be at the end of the episode. So it's less inconvenient. If you don't, if you don't want that, you just end the episode, go to the next episode. You don't even have to listen through the ads. So just wanted to let you guys know if you're hearing anything weird, I apologize. I don't, I don't mean to cram every episode full of lots of ads. That's not my goal. Uh, I want to make this as listenable as possible. So, so big thanks to our, the people who left reviews and sorry about the ad thing. And thanks to all of our patrons. If you're interested in checking out the Patreon or joining us for the end of the month chat, patreon.com slash fallout lorecast is the place to go check out. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, we're back and we've got some more mole rats to talk about. So let's move on to Fallout New Vegas. And in Fallout New Vegas, we have a few variations, but not as many as the first two. Mole rat, mole rat pup and mole rat corpse. And yes, this is actually designated on the wiki page because there are so many of them in New Vegas, especially in Cannibal Johnson's cave, that they are 
a, a distinct type of mole rat, I guess, that you come across in the world, but you don't have to fight them. There's also a notable mole rat named Snuffles. Snuffles is friendly, but injured, and lives in Sloan in... In, in New Vegas, Snuffles is a tamed mole rat living in Sloan who manages to keep the morale up, even though the quarry workers cannot work because of all the death claws in the nearby quarry. She has an injured leg, which results in her limping. I don't know if you remember this character, but this is funny because if we go back to Fallout 3, there's actually this funny little uh, detail because um, Myra Brown, you remember Myra? Myra. That's such a good name. You remember when she has you running all around doing all this, this side quest things and researching stuff for her? She has a theory that it is impossible to domesticate mole rats. But there are definitely some mole rats out there. There's another one in Fallout 2 called Mole Rat Mambo, who is domesticated. There is Snuffles. There is uh, Mole Miner Pets in Fallout 76. So... You got you got some domesticated Myra. You're not right. You're wrong. So sorry about that. But that's about all we get for New Vegas. And then we move on to Fallout 4, and now we have some other variations. Of course, there's regular mole rat, rabid mole rat, glowing mole rat brood mother. We got one of those. A mole rat queen. The uh, lab mole rat in Vault 81, and pack mole rats in Nuka World. There's also another variant, which isn't a different biological variant. It is a variant because it has uh, mines strapped to its back. Do you remember these? Suicide mole rats. That is a thing that you can come across as well. The um, Vault 81 mole rats. Remember these? They were like burrowing through the walls. These are distinct from the others in that they are highly irradiated and diseased and they can transmit their disease to the player when they they bite them i remember this i remember having to deal with this now that now that i'm researching this again yes this is definitely a thing and was super annoying at the time and there's uh there's one other little easter egg and it's i don't even know if it's considered an easter egg it's the kind of thing that you can't actually come across unless you dig into the parts of the game that you can't actually access in the game because if you go into one of the unused test cells, like one of the parts of the game that you have to clip through the walls to get to, like they're part of like the developers use them in order to put stuff or call on assets and, and teleport them from one place to another or test stuff out. There's a test cell called the RJ Angler test cell. And in in that this is introduced in Far Harbor. There is a mole rat riding a motorcycle wearing a sea captain's hat. <laughs> what? So maybe they were playing with some ideas that never made it into the game of like trained mole rats or mole rats that were more coordinated or I mean, this sounds like something you'd see in a circus, right? All right, but that's about it for Fallout 4. We don't have any like Fallout 4 mole rat pets or intelligent ones or anything like that. Then we have Fallout 76 and this one by far has the largest amount of variation you have the mole rat, the rabid mole rat, glowing, mutated, raging, putrid, frenzied, the mole rat tunneler, which sounds redundant, poisonous mole rat, deadly mole rat, and scorched mole rat. You also have a mole rat broodmother and the mole rat landminer, which is similar to the one with the, uh, the mines on it from Fallout 4. And there are also mole rat 
broodmothers. So lots of variations in Fallout 76, and each of them is a little bit different in the way they actually work. So you have the regular mole rat, but then the rabid mole rat actually bites faster and causes damage over time. This is it physically works different in the game. And then you have glowing mole rats, which absorbed massive amounts of radiation, and they produce radiation in a short perimeter around them. They kind of actually like emit the radiation in a in a circle. Then of course the scorched mole rat is diseased with the scorch plague linking it to the hive mind and this is something i'm going to have to look into in the future i don't know if that means that there's coordination with them and other scorched creatures if there's actually a mechanic underneath because i hadn't really thought about this until now if you know if this works this way let me know because i haven't tested it out so for example if there's a hive mind and all the scorched creatures are connected to each other and you, let's say there's a scorched human off on the edge of where you can see, like over in a building or something, and then you come across a scorched mole rat, but the scorched human doesn't see you yet. If you shoot the mole rat, or if you, let's say, stab the mole rat, it's something quiet, and it doesn't trigger the human because they see or hear it, does it tr- trigger them because you hurt something else that was scorched and they're tied into the hive mind together? Like, does, does that work that way? I have never thought about that or tested it out. I wouldn't be surprised if it did, if it alerts the other scorched creatures within you know, within a certain distance of you that like, hey, we're being attacked. I don't know. Let me know. Send me a message. Shoot, shoot me a message on the Discord or on Twitter if it still exists <laughs> or or wherever else <laughs> you want to get a hold of me. I'm not sure if that is a thing. Then we have the uh, the brood mother, of course, which has lots of babies. It's the big one with all the little baby ones that come with it. And then the landminer with the frag mines attached to it as well. So that's, that's all the fallout 76 mole rats. There are mole rats and brood mothers in fallout shelter as well. And there are a few other little details here. We can go over some little known facts about mole rats. So first of all, in the Fallout 3 Quest's Wasteland Survival Guide, the naked mole rats are highly allergic to certain chemicals that are used as a repellent, so much that it makes their heads explode when hit with the repellent stick. I don't I don't think I ever noticed this in the game. Mole rats' skins have been used as decoration. They can be found in several homes and shelters in the capital wastelands, which makes sense. I mean, they're large creatures that you could skin and use their fur, or I guess they, most of them don't have much fur left. Uh leather for things i guess but there is kind of an oddity here (laughs) well have you tried shooting one of these if you shoot them blood spurts out so weird i guess okay now there's one other mole rat that i didn't mention yet there's one named noodles and this is from the wastelanders expansion of 76 and noodles is owned by the raider edwin and has been kidnapped by the Mothman cultists. So Edwin has uh, yeah, a problem with that. Th- this creates a quest called Pet Peeve, where you have to go rescue Noodles from the cultists. And Noodles looks cool. Noodles has like a darker, dark kind of gray skin with bright green teeth. And again, another example of how mole rats can be domesticated. So Bethesda, if you're listening to this, dogs are cool. Maybe a mole rat pet? And I I know you can do like the, what is it, animal handler or whatever the perk is where you can like get animals not to attack you and stuff. But wouldn't it be cool if you could just like 
purchase one from the atom shop and i know maybe or maybe earn one from a let's let's go that direction <laughs> earn one from a game quest and then you can have something that you can purchase too but some way of actually getting one in game and then it's just like a little companion it just sticks with you follows you around that would be really cool and why stop at mole rats you can have you can have dogs you have mole rats rats you could have uh anything else you could domesticate potentially rad scorpions mm, probably not uh, I don't know. We'll be thinking about that. Let me know what you guys would like to domesticate and have with you all the time that doesn't have to rely on a specific trait or perk because I think that would be a cool addition. I mean, lots of lots of MMOs and things have little pets. I've got pets in ESO, so that would be cool. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. I hope you enjoyed this episode about mole rats and have a wonderful week. If you're listening to this over Thanksgiving, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you'd like to join us for the patron chat, it's coming up next week again on the 29th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And until then, stay safe in the wasteland. See you guys later. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time. <laughs>